Hello and a warm welcome to the Witches Tea Party podcast. Um, this has been a long time coming because we have been away doing some amazing, amazing work. So as we wait for our co-host Ellen to jump on, um, just to let you know, it was a warm welcome from a very cold Newcastle up here in Australia. I think people think Australia is just warm and sunny all the time and it's not, it is so cold. Um, now you can see the title of today, usually we pick out at random from our witch's hat um, a topic to talk about. So it's just an impromptu conversation. Now, um, this is actually the last topic that I've got from the hat. So I knew what it's going to be about. So it's all about the ego. And I've actually written on here, ah, because if you're like me and you've done a lot of studies into Buddhism, um, lots of reading of books, the ego is talked about a lot. And it's seen as an illusion. It's not real. It um, doesn't always serve us. And it's always kind of depicted as the bad guy. You know, it's like, oh, you come from ego. You come from ego. That's ego. That's ego. That's ego. Now, recently I read, or I think it's a psychological um, uh, perspective that the ego is here to protect us. Um, but it's in our spiritual work where we can identify how that can protect us and how that goes against us. Because then we get into that overprotective conversation. And um, I'm just going to let Ellen know <laughs> I'm on. Um, yeah, the where it could be overprotective and where it stops serving us on a spiritual um, platform. So let me try and give you an example. Because um, I haven't prepared for this at all. <laughs> So where could I give you an example of the ego? Um, it, it's seen as false because you're coming from a place of, okay, if we use the word overprotective, we're literally, um, it can become fear, from, from fearful. Um, perhaps somebody... Um, when we say someone dents our ego, it can be because our illusionary self-worth feels like it's been hurt, whereas in reality, our real spiritual self doesn't react that way because it sees so much more. So I think of ego as almost like a young child and we realise that we don't have to carry this young, young child around with us. It's been like our inner child um, healing work and when you talk to that inner child, we um, listen to that inner child, there's so much programming that comes through our childhood if we can go back into that state of mind, we can heal a lot of the work and programming that was kind of done to us. So what I mean by this is, say you're a child who was exposed to abuse when you were younger and um, 
you grow up into an adult, you're still affected by this childhood trauma of seeing abuse. Either you become abusive yourself, um, and that's where the pattern stays in its cycle, or you identify that you may attract relationships into your life that are then very abusive. Um, or you can, um, yeah, there, there's this abuse in your life, right? So once we actually deal with the inner child and confront that and actually go into our wounding and actually say, hey, I'm going to heal my inner child. I'm going to comfort my inner child. She doesn't need to be exposed to all this shouting around you or if you're witnessing violence or whatever happens. And expect the same with sexual abuse as well you can heal that inner child and that has a knock-on effect, a direct impact on your adult life. Now, where does ego fit into all of that? It doesn't really. Ah, <laughs> oh, hey, Ellen's just come on board. Hello, Ellen, how are you? Oops. Ellen, are you there? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you, how are you going? I'm good, goddess, how are you? I am so good, thank you. I've just done a little five-minute intro as to the ego because it's the last topic in our hat. Ooh. And I, I actually wrote on here, ego. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I was just giving an intro as to kind of like what is the ego? It's kind of depicted as this kind of bad thing in our life. Like, oh, that's some ego, that's really bad. And I was trying to mm. give it a perspective on ego is actually there psychologically to protect us and help yes. us survive mm -hmm. but then we can identify when something comes from ego it's usually false mm -hmm. compared to our kind of spiritual awareness so if I was trying to use the example of if somebody kind of dents our ego it's okay. because of our false sense of self-worth has been hurt whereas mm -hmm. when we come from real spiritual truth we can see a lot more than that. So it's like, oh, actually you're projecting or that's actually your issue. That's, I don't actually get, like I have so much self-love and self-worth that I don't feel hurt by that. If I was living in ego, I would, you know. Mm. So was, <laughs> it's actually really <laughs> to explain how you get into it. Any thoughts, please? Help me out here, sister. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really, really funny because that's exactly the stuff that a lot has been coming up the last week since my little um, journey into the spiritual realms. And um, and I remember thinking like, you know, we have these kind of panic attacks, and this anxiety attack. And I remember asking spirit, I said, you know, what? what really is this panic attack or this anxiety attack when you're going through, say, an intense healing process or an intense awakening? And the message that spirit said to me, this is your ego trying to protect you. And so mm -hmm. the ego's job is to ultimately protect you and to also help guide you and navigate you through the physical world of form. Um, when yeah. ego becomes toxic is when you, the spiritual being, the powerful spiritual being that you are, identifies with your ego as you um, and the material world as you and your source and you give your power away and you get caught up in that voice in your head as you, um, that's when the ego can kind of start to run and take over the show and then it comes into like separation and reaction to the material world and then fear and lack and scarcity and all those sorts of things. So ultimately when you wake up and you become aware <laughs> and you stop yeah. identifying with your ego and the voice in your head is you and you become present that's when the ego then can take its original purpose and its job helping to support and navigate you through the physical world as a high vibrational spiritual being so that's something because often people go oh ego ego bad 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 but then that's just yeah. ego judge yeah. ego <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> ego just ego it's like hey man why are you attacking me yeah exactly <laughs> and what's your yeah, take right. on it 
that that's really nice yeah well I was that's why the first thing that came to my mind was how do we explain ego I remember reading about it from a psychological perspective is that it's actually there to help protect us it's just Mm. that it's like anything it can easily become imbalanced Um, but yeah I love that explanation because I was going to ask you how then or any ideas as to how we Mm -hmm. can sort of identify it so it's like what you know if you know, especially at the beginning of your journey and you don't know your awake or anything like that, you go, well, how do I know my reaction's coming from ego or when it's not? And how do I catch it and go, oh, hang on. You know, like mm. I remember at the beginning, you're like, well, I don't I don't understand that. I, I remember learning about ego when I studied psychology. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, where my base knowledge comes from. It's kind of like, oh, here, I'm here to protect you. Oh, I'm here to, as a survival mode. Like it's, it's there for a good reason, but then it's become... Mm-hmm saturated or it's overprotective yes yeah your spiritual self is kind of like well hang on this is the real truth that's just illusionary Mm. and the ego a lot of the time is vibrating as you said from fear it's not actually from a love vibration so Mm -hmm. spirit maybe maybe this is a really basic way of understanding it is that spirit true spirituality because i have said to a few clients how sorry fucked off we are with fucking (laughs) spiritual people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who say they're spiritual and they're not fucking spiritual they're not fucking spiritual at all ah! is true spirituality is unconditional love boom and oh, then yeah. like you said about ego criticism that critical conversation critical mind critical thinking or um oh you know like they said something bad about me that's all from fear that's anxiety it's all from that vibration it's either one or the other and there's a spectrum in between Mm. But it's even like, I think it's even ego when we, you're in ego as well when you start to label things like, oh, that person's spiritual or that person's not spiritual or that's a tree or that's a bird, you know, like it's if that's also ego. So ego likes to, to label things and create separation and us first them, you know, it's like you see the, the crazy religion, like, you know, extreme Christianity versus the new age <laughs> and, you know, the new age versus fucking Christianity and it's just like... I think when you start to wake up, um, I, I would recommend to people the most powerful, two powerful books that you can actually read to awaken yourself to your own ego and to the ego of our collective consciousness is um, the two books by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now and The New Earth. And they are probably the only two books that I would I know of and highly recommend that actually take you on a complete consciousness shift of awareness to become aware of your own ego and your own madness um so it's and and sort of the voice in your head that has all these stories and all these judgments and and all the rest of it and often the time you'll you'll know when you're in ego is any time when you're judging yourself or other people when you're in that like you were saying you know negativity or fear-based consciousness or when you're comparing um or when it wants to feel bit better or bigger than other people but it's also how you're feeling so your feelings are your connection to the divine and to source and it's your intuitive system so generally when we've gone into ego our um, feelings will tend to feel quite pinched off anxious stressed worried um, lack scarcity all of that sort of stuff and then when we're kind of in our natural state of well-being our emotions will feel very light and peaceful and calm 
you know, abundant, prosperous, feel really, really good. So in each moment, we're either in the two. Um, I tend to find for those people, if you want to start becoming aware of your ego, is start becoming home into the present moment. Start becoming aware of your breathing, the sensations in your hands, um, you know, and you start to become the, the witness and the stillness that simply observes the voice in your head that mm. likes to go on this rant. Like I was aware of my ego the other day that was like wanting to shout all these judgments at one of my family members, <laughs> you know, and rather than <laughs> identify with that voice and, you know, react to it and feed it and project it and, you know, blame this family member for yeah. my, how I was feeling. It's like, I just sat there and I said, I love, bless and accept the one within me right now who thinks her family mm-hmm. members are pain in the ass, <laughs> um, you know, and I just, I just observe her like, you know, I love you and I'm here for you. What's this really about? sweetheart and often it's how we actually feel about ourselves you know mm-hmm. and and our own perceptions and we project that onto other people yeah if that makes I would, sense i'd love to give another example of that it happened to me recently um because and i found that so powerful when you said i bless and accept myself the work that we've done i was able to relate that to another client and i just because she was um riddled with perfectionism and mm. then she's all these therapists saying oh you need to not be this and you not be not don't be anal and let things go and you need to do this and you do that so now she's got this uh, like another layer of critical mind that mm. she can't even be herself and she's you know she's got a lovely husband who who loves her and I just turned around to her looked her in the eyes and went aren't you lucky you have such a wonderful husband that loves you exactly mm-hmm. as you are and I gave her the mantra of you are perfect exactly as you are right now. It's like because, you know, it's like you've got all these therapists telling you <laughs> you need to change, and that's the same voice that you were given when you were a child that what you're doing isn't right. It's like mm. well, how about you just totally turn it on its head and say everything you do is right and perfect. And, yeah, and but that, also yeah. embracing that part of you that judges you. You know, yeah. or yeah, yeah, like leaning into that part of it because it's shadow. It's shadow energy that needs to be reintegrated back into love. And that's yeah. the other thing, you know, like these psychologists and therapists and that, it's like they, you know, yeah, like you were exactly saying with this woman, it's like, oh, you know, you got to try and do things, try and do that. And you're just fucking with more ego. And it's like, well, rather than just lean into the shadow that, you know, and own that part of you that, you know, um, feels like she's a selfish bitch. You know, I love, bless and accept the selfish bitch in me. Fucking own yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you've got to integrate it, confront it, integrate it, and then it yeah. vanishes. That's the yeah. thing. It's almost like you're constantly feeding, and I know um, Eckhart Tolle talks about pain bodies, but you're yeah. feeding this kind of external stuff yes. you don't like about yourself. So if you bring it in, give it a big hug and say, hey, yeah. sister, come on in. All these yeah. bad things about yourself, yeah, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. It's yeah. like whatever you resist persists. Um, yes. It's like there's that beautiful work by um, Derek Rydell, and I love sitting on some of his live coaching calls because – um, you know, he'll have women that will come on the course similar to like your client who has all this, oh, you know, I've, I've, I've got to try and be perfect and I've got to da 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 And he says, well, you know, what's wrong with that? You know, like why can't you just, you know, accept that and be that and that be okay with it? And there was one woman he actually said to her, he said, why don't you own and claim your diva bitch? You want to be a fucking yeah, bitch um, because she downplayed her power to kind of um, fit and conform and keep the men in her life comfortable. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, what would actually ultimately happen if you owned your diva bitch? She would help you to set boundaries. She would help you to um, speak your truth, to free mm-hmm. you, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said, like, it, it's it's all perfect. Like, it all matters. It's all helping you to grow and evolve. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you see women crying and they're like, yes, I own my diva bitch. <laughs> I want to be a diva bitch too. Yeah. 
I know, but that's the thing as well. As uh, I've just gone a little tangent here with women, is a lot of the times we are told to just sit there and be quiet. And this this mm. particular client, I won't mention any names. It's all confidential, but. Um, she mentioned um, something happening in her childhood and recognised, and she's worked with therapists that recognise it too, something happened around that age. Mm. And I was like, great, let's do some inner child healing as well. Because mm. that's what I was saying in the intro is that a lot of our programming and our judgments happen when we're in our childhood. So if we, it's very powerful to go back into that child and love and bless and accept that child within us because that has a direct impact on our adulthood mm. um what do you think about that beautiful about <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's lots of different there's lots of different aspects to it, i think it's, it's like don't just do your inner child work don't just claim your diva bitch like it's a combination of all these amazing things and then it's yeah. like the integration of self it's like all of a sudden Boom! Mm. It's like uh, I was thinking. I was actually watching Harry Potter last night. I, uh, I've got I've got into a really good routine because I've played each film each week um, to educate my son with it because all about wizards and magic and oh, I'm, I'm just in my seventh heaven. I tell you, <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> and um, and and it's all about this is the Goblet of Fire where he actually has to confront Voldemort. Voldemort. Mm. So I'm sure I hope I said that right. Sorry, Harry Potter fans. Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. Um, and he actually, so he's manifested himself so much, he touches Harry's scar and it causes mm. him pain. And it is, it's like, it's all this big crescendo of building up. And mm. it's interesting just watching that journey, even though it's fictional, I can relate to it so much because there's all this kind of childhood stuff. And we watch Harry Potter grow up from a, you know, a little boy into this teenager and then mm. having to front like his own worst enemy and then actually realizing it's a bit like the ego with separation right and the buddhist teaching is that really we're all united and really we're all one so i go back to that thing about oh fucking spiritual people who don't think they're spiritual or they think they're spiritual but they're not it's like i can now step back and go that's okay you know it's like that's okay you want to kick me out of the spiritual community or if you want to shun me or judge me that's okay because i don't care anymore yeah. But six months ago, I really did care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course, because, you know, part of our human nature is we want to be accepted. We want to be, we're, we're commu community animals, you know, we're group animals and, um, you know, and it's perfectly normal to feel hurt. And, and I think it's it's like one of my favourite sayings by Matt, Matt Kahn, actually, and he just says, you know, love whatever arises. So when you feel, you know, the, the anger, the judgment, the resentment, the, the hurtfulness, it's like that simple thing coming back to just love on whatever arises, because I think that's part of ego as we judge how we feel, you know, oh, I shouldn't feel like this, I should feel like that, you yeah. know, rather than accepting this is how I feel right now and that's okay. Like I still have days where I go, especially around my wild woman phase of my moon cycle where I actually do not let myself out into society because I am an absolute <laughs> cunt. Like I'm like everything pisses me off. I'm swearing at the fucking drivers. I'm like, get out of my fucking way. And it's just like, and I used to judge her and be like, oh my God, you know, I, she should just shut up and be quiet and a good little girl. But she's yeah, my wild yeah. in my face and she brings up the stuff in me that I need to look at, the uncomfortable stuff and heal yeah. and release it. 
And I've learned, you know, it's like to learn to love and embrace and hold everything and the duality of everything. That's when, you know, your liberation from suffering and pain and ego um, begins to dissolve because there's no kind of um, conflict or separation. It's just all held by love, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. And uh, this is the example I was going to use earlier. And this may um, sort of trigger people with gaslighting. Because mm. when you can, it's just like meditation. It's just the practice of meditation where you catch a thought, you, you, you become the observer, you, you catch it, you don't attach to it and you go, what is that? You can mm. sort of turn it around and then realize what it is, but don't attach to it and judge it. So recently um, I fell out with some family. I won't mention who it was, but I think I've done this before. <laughs> I fell out with some family and um, one, one member of the family and there, there was a heat wave over in Europe. So I thought, I've got to do the done thing and say, hey, are you okay? Because I know that they struggle in the heat. You know, I care about them. So I'm like, hey, are you okay? And um, they couldn't just write back saying, hey, darling, yes, we're fine. How are you? <laughs> it came back with a gaslighting. And it was just so freaking obvious they were gaslighting me to do with another member family. And I just, you know, instantly I was just like so reactive and it's that that kind of like, oh, fuck you. And, I, and then I thought <laughs> of a really sarcastic comeback because that's what our family is very good at doing. And I just thought, no, no, that doesn't resonate with who I really am. That's not okay. Like don't, don't need to play these games. Like you can't fight fire with fire. That doesn't, it just causes more hatred in the world, right? And then they're going to retaliate. I'm going to, it's like a game of table tennis. So I just I just sat on it and sat on it and I just went, that's okay. I'm just not going to react. They've said they're okay. That was the whole purpose of reaching out to them. So I know they're alive. I know they're okay. Um, I don't need to respond to what they've mentioned. Um, and I'm just going to leave it alone because I can actually see really clearly what they're doing now, whereas in the past I couldn't. So do you know what? Yeah. Like, you just don't get my reaction. That's fine. It, it's just it's just a conversation stopper. Um, yeah, but that's it's been more peaceful for me rather yes. than either carrying it around, you know, for months, going, oh, fucking, fucking, I'm going to fucking say this, <laughs> or by actually responding and going, oh, you know, I'm going to show them, I'm going to show them, I'm going to, you know. And I was like, no, I don't have to be clever about it. Just, just let it go. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's really empowering. That's a new space to be in beautiful beautiful because that's the other thing too with the ego it loves drama it loves yeah. uh you know creating all of this negativity and whatever and it thrives off pain and suffering and i think yeah when you start to become aware of it and you and like you said you could start to see very clearly the the ego and the gaslighting and, and the, all the rest of it it's like when you're when you've evolved out of a certain frequency of consciousness into a higher level of consciousness you cannot it's just law, energetic law. You cannot play into those systems anymore because you're no longer a vibrational match and you kind of can look down on it with sort of loving awareness and go, well, that's just fucking insane. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> yes. to play in that anymore, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's absolutely just fascinating when you do wake up from it and you just think, oh, my God, I've been absolutely crazy the last few years getting all yeah. upset about shit that doesn't really matter. Yeah, and even um, another example of ego is... Um, Oh, I, I reached out to someone, a really dear friend of mine, and I said, look, you know, there's, I, I first of all did a bit of a sidestep and went, would you tell your friend the truth if you knew it was going to hurt them? Just mm. to kind of put it out there and like, what what's your take on this? Like, should I say something or should I keep my mouth shut? And he mm. said, yeah, if it's playing on your mind, say something. And I was like, 
Mm. And I went a step further and I said, okay, what if you're shit scared of losing the friendship? So I was just kind of like gently planting the seed that, you know, I've got something to say, but I value our friendship so much. I'm really worried about this and (laughs) being totally indirect. And um, then he just blew up. And he was ringing. He was like, is this me? Am I the friend? you got to talk to me. You can't do this. And I was like, hey, look, I can't talk about this right now. Um, like, there was always different things going on. I was like, I just can't do this right now. Just just chill. It's nothing bad. Don't worry. You know, I was like, it just, just, oh, God, like, how do I get myself out of the situation? And then it got worse and worse, progressively worse throughout the day and then throughout the night. And he was like, I'm done with this fucking shit. Like, he was, he was really blowing up. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I was trying not to create drama, and it happened anyway. I was, so the next morning I woke up to these text messages because he wanted to talk about it late at night, but I was already in bed with my toddler. And, then I, and that's it. I just hit down hard and went, right, excuse me. I was like, I've got my son. He comes first. I'm, it's late at night. I'm not going to pick up my phone late. I've told you this would wait. I told you I'll talk about it to you another time, which is the time we've arranged. And I've said, you know what, this is why I haven't spoken to you about it, because you're acting fucking mental. <laughs> and you know what, this is the first time I've ever stood up to this friend. But I, did. I, just, I just wanted to be a mirror. And I was like, look at your reaction. This is like, no wonder I'm so fucking intimidated, because mm. this is how you react. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. and then he then calmed down and was like, well, I think my reaction was fair because you've said this, you've got something to say, but you won't tell me. But and I said, look, I will just not now. OK, nothing bad has happened. I haven't done anything bad. Just please. Can we just start again? Just reset, because this is hard for me to process. So I was then speaking out of spiritual truth. I was like, look, this is just a really hard thing for me to say. I need time to process this, to get this clear in my head before I have the conversation with you. Okay. I shouldn't have said anything. So mm-hmm. he was then calm and he was like, okay, if that's what you need to do, then you do it. And I was like, thank you. I was like, fuck. Like, it's like a big fucking bomb went off. And I was like, Ooh. but it yeah. felt, yeah, it felt right that I would just sort of reflect that back and went, stop, look how you're reacting like yeah. draw a line in this I'm not it's not going to go bang 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 like you know a stupid little petty oh, argument it was yeah. like you like you know how much love I have for you as a friend this is why this is difficult so yeah. just let me do it my way yeah. <laughs> back up yeah. calm yes. down because <laughs> uh, I think that's the thing as well like if you do find yourself um you know dealing with someone's very egoic reaction like what you've experienced uh you know where they've very negative and dramatic and want to attack and all the rest of it mm-hmm. and something I remember I learned years ago and I actually initially learned this actually from Eckhart Tolle was you know it's becoming very present and very still and like what you know your experience you learned is like you you're coming from that place of setting a healthy boundary and then calling to be, obviously become aware but I remember years ago um I was dating this military guy who had a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder and he literally like would go off like a shotgun if I like was five minutes late or if I missed the bus stop that we were meant to meet at and I remember one night he was completely losing his shit because I'd missed the stop that on a street that we were meant to meet and the bus went up the road so I had to walk back and he was going off his tit. And I remember I just felt this incredible peacefulness and this incredible stillness and I just held space and I just observed him without reacting, without getting upset or crying like probably most people would. 
And then it was almost like when, because when you're purely still and, and you're conscious and you're awake and you're aware and you don't feed into and react to their ego, it actually activates an awakening in them. And I remember, I'll never, I always tell this story because it was one of the most profound moments. He's going completely off his tit on the side of the road. Yeah, you fucking, Mr. Fucking, bust up your fucking, fucking, like totally abusive relationship. Oh my God. I shouldn't even be there. But, um, and I just felt really, but it was a great lesson for me to experience. And, um, and I just watched him and observed him. And then all of a sudden it's like a light bulb went off in him. And he just looked at me and he goes, holy fuck, I've been completely psychotic. And I said, yeah, you are. And he says, I'm so sorry. And I said, do you want to go and have dinner now? And he was like, yeah. He was like, it was almost like he was like, where have I been? Like, what have I been doing? And um, so I tend to find that, yeah, I mean, what I find helpful is when I am in the presence of, you know, someone that is in very ego, very triggered, is if you can just ground into your body, become aware of your breathing, become aware of the sensations in your hands and just be fully present and not react with your own ego and your own pain body, um, I tend to find because they've got nothing then to feed off, you know? And then it's like it either activates an awakening in them or they run away and think you're fucking crazy because you're not saying or reacting or doing anything. <laughs> and, and, you know, this is really interesting, a bit of psychology here, because I've I watched a lot watched lots of, like, um, really cool series on Netflix. It seems, that, it seems like the world of Netflix, it just shows you what you need to watch. And then you oh, learn so much and you go, wow. And there's like, here, have this one. And I know they've <laughs> got like the algorithms of what you want to watch. But um, yeah, I've watched a few things. And it, it, so you say you're in a conversation. So say me and you, Ellen, we bounce off each other. It's like, and then like, we, you know, have these little business orgasms. <laughs> the, the energy increases, right? Energy increases. When you've got these shows, especially when you've got like, you know, sort of, sort of like very simplistic terms, a, goodie, a good guy and a bad guy. And they're trying mm-hmm. like just face each other off a little bit. Is that yeah. they'll try and draw them into their own conversation. And this is even if you just watch NCIS, right? This is you know, and it's really interesting. The bad guys will always try to react to get the a provo- a pro- a provocation. It's like an, an emotional charged um, response. Whereas mm. the strength and empowerment of a good guy is to stay in their power, just like you're saying, stay in your, stay present. Do not get diverted, don't get off track and just yeah. keep actually putting them into your vortex of like, and I would say things in an argument like, I wasn't talking about that, I'm talking about this. But you don't even need to do that. It's literally, if they're talking about pink squares and you're like, I asked you about the blue circle. Yeah, but pink squares, <laughs> pink squares are good. And you're going, when you saw that blue circle, what did you feel? You know, it's like it's staying on track, staying in your centeredness yeah. and not getting pulled off in that. Yeah, I think as well, it's good to note as well, though, like if you are, though, in a dangerous situation where you are being physically threatened or dangerous, absolutely remove yourself from that space. Um, Don't obviously think, oh, just stand here and be really fucking present. Like (laughs) it's like you need to protect yourself and as well, like, yeah, remove yourself from the space. And I think even like Eckhart Tolle was talking once with his wife um, when she had a heavily activated pain body, especially in his presence because he's so full of presence. Um, And when her pain body and ego wanted to attack him, he actually said, I would just get up and I'd walk out of the house and it would trigger the fuck out of her. She'd be like, don't walk away from me. And he was just like, I'm just not going to feed it because I see it for what it is. Um, But absolutely like it also protect yourself if they are threatening physical violence or anything like that, like just remove yourself from the situation. Yeah, You know, you don't have to sit there and try and enlighten them. (laughs) 
as your ego saying, oh, I can do this. I can fix people. I can heal people. I can yeah. relate to that. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah exactly. You can never change and, anyone or heal anyone. And it can be just as powerful to walk away and go, oh, I knew you said this to my friend, you know, I was just like, okay, you know what? This isn't the right time or it's not the right time or, you know, mm. you, you give me a call when you're in a good place. Then we'll have yes. a discussion. And that could be like, oh, she's playing games with me. And you're like, I'm not, dude. But I'm also not going to sit here and talk to someone angry. I remember, I just remembered, I had this, um, when I was a martial arts instructor, now martial arts is all about discipline, about controlling your emotions. You do not react. It's all about self-defense. It's not about attacking, right? It's not a boxing session. Mm. And um, this owner, he, so there were two owners, and this guy owned a gym, very, very egotistical. I'd say narcissist, but everyone throws that word around. The other guy was a true martial artist. So they're both financial investors. Now, this guy who did not do martial arts, just had to make a big point of that. I remember he was a big guy as well, very tall, very, like, in your face. He'd go bright red and he gets angry, and he gets angry and shouts shouts a lot. And I was in the office with him. Now, I he had the back to the door, and I was facing the door. So I had to get past him to get to the door. And um, I had to tell him that I was leaving working for him and I was going to go and set my own franchise up mm-hmm. and he just went off and he was standing he's like you can't do this you know I want a franchise fee blah, blah, blah. and I was like well there's no franchise fee because I'm not paying for it it's free it's been given to me for free so I'm you know end of the month I'm going to go and set my own school up up the road and well it was quite a long way up the road and um, he just went off he's like you can't do this oh no no, no this is a... and he just and I just held my space and went okay I'm not and he's, he thumped his hand on the desk and I got yeah. really scared and I went, I'm not going to talk to you anymore unless you calm down. Yeah. And I was yeah. shitting myself. I was trembling inside. And um, he, he still just would go off. I said, no, I'm not talking until you calm down. I just said the same thing over and over and over. And I was like, right, I'm going to leave the office. And then, of course, I stood up, he stood up. And I was like, you either let me out or you sit down and you calm down. And he did. And then luckily another guy came in. But as so, and this was in a gym, right? So there's lots of people around. But that was so intimidating and scary to do but I had to just hold that space I'm like I'm not just going to put up with this and be shouted at and 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 stand it he needs to to know that he needs to calm down if this conversation is going to carry on um yeah very very scary I just had to had to share that because I think when we were saying about you know you got to keep yourself safe at all times absolutely um but it is okay to stand up for yourself yeah when you have yeah. to does that make sense absolutely um, yeah it's healthy boundaries like it's, it's not okay for you to speak to me like that you know yeah and, um, yeah absolutely to make them realize their anger i think that's the thing it's like you're getting angry right now i'm getting afraid so let's just stop you know yeah. and then they they're just so in the moment they can't see that they can't see how they're coming across yeah, um, exactly. Because the ego loves to project. It's everybody else but me. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's everybody else's fault, not mine. <laughs> I, I, I think I told you I left a message the other day. I was like, I had this random day, and I woke up great. I was in a great mood, and I was like, person after person after person. It was like attack, 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 and I was like, is this me projecting having a shit day, or is this loads of people? Because I can't tell. And then somebody that I, I just. I just observed, I didn't get emotional. And I was like, wow, they are being so defensive. This is actually them. Like, I had to really kind of dissect it and go, 
it's not actually me projecting it was the world I don't I, I it was really strange it was really strange because I've been in this little bubble I've been sick with my son and it's just been us two then all of a sudden it's like you being in your cage over your wild woman phase it's like yeah. release the hounds you know it's like then you let out into society and it's like oh people don't yeah. they're not on the same sort of vibration as us and mm. we we're all like do, 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 you know and it's nice little pink love bubble and then it's like bang 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 and I was like whoa 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 like <laughs> trying to run back home like again and get in our little little love bubble I know um, it can feel very intense especially when you have that level of awareness and awakening and, and presence it's like you do you, you're very more sensitive to seeing and observing and feeling people's pain bodies egos and the insanity of our world <laughs> it's almost like you're looking on the outside looking in and just going wow people are fucking intense they're so serious <laughs> and, then, and kind of contrary to what I was just saying before how do you feel like or what's the advice on because we can't this is this is I think this is the conundrum right as a spiritual being we can't always call people out on their bullshit because we can't go around going oh you're acting out of this you're acting out of that you're acting out of that because then people are like who who does she think she is I mean I did it to this one lady on the phone and I said I don't understand where your defensiveness is coming from all Mm -hmm. I've done is this this and this I'm trying to have a conversation to make you see. And in the end, she was like, right, I'm going to put this in an email. And I went, okay. I just went, okie dokie, and just carried on about my business. Because I just thought, she's not ready to hear what I've got to say. It's kind of out of context because I'm not having a therapy session. So have you got any views on that? Do you, do you go around and sort of be, become people's mirrors and go, hey, that's your shit, not mine. See you later. Or do you sort of go... Well, basically the way I look at it, and that's just like becoming a Jehovah's Witness, you know, coming to people's (laughs) doors and going, (laughs) you know, oh, you better follow Jesus or God or you're going to fucking hell um, because Mm -hmm. we know the right way and we're here to wake you up and be your mirror and, you know, show you God, you know. And I think it's it's like just stay in your lane, look after your shit, you know, take responsibility for what's in you and the more that you clean up your crap and become aware of your own ego, your own unconsciousness and become more awake and aware, you'll find naturally without you having to do anything, it's like people will either be inspired by that naturally, they'll either calibrate and awaken in your presence, other people will feel if they've got very, very heavy egos will think, you know, the ego will tell them that you're crazy, you're a weirdo, um, you know, people even towards Buddha and Jesus, you know, there were people that were very much in the ego that looked at Buddha and Jesus and thought they were complete nut jobs. Um, you know, so it's 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 not your job or responsibility to try and wake other people up or, um, you know, try and force and show them, you know, their whatever. It's like, you know, it's, it's like that saying, I remember one of my exes taught me once, he said, when you point a finger at me, Ellen, there's always three fingers pointing back at you. <laughs> Wow. Um, you know, and it's and it's it's yeah. true saying, you know, we're always like pointing the finger at other people, but it's like, are yeah. you actually looking at yourself and taking full responsibility for your own yeah. shit? And I found in my own experience, because I grew up in quite a violent household um, with one of my brothers who was a very, unfortunately, had a very heavy pain body, a lot of violence and aggression. He's amazing now, but back in the day. And I remember when I went and took the responsibility for, for me and my healing and I went away and did Vipassana meditation and I came back and I was so still and calm and I could just see the ego and I could see how everyone was suffering and I could see what was creating it all and I stopped buying into it and playing into it and I found just by me 
doing my inner work and taking responsibility for my part in it all, it activated a massive awakening in my family. My brother then went and did Vipassana meditation. He healed, grew and evolved. My mother and father became a lot more peaceful and relaxed and the whole house changed. And I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to try and convince them of anything. I didn't have to, you know, point my finger at them and say, you got to sort your fucking shit out. <laughs> no, it's like well, I had to respond well to that. What's that? Sorry. People don't respond well to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't. I mean, you think about a Jehovah's Witness coming to your door and, you know, trying yeah. to shove the Bible down your throat. People's instant reaction is to shut down, close off and go fuck off. Leave yes. me alone. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's the same with anything because that's just your ego trying to get them to change so you can feel better, mm. you know? Whereas, like, no one's responsible for your feelings or how you feel. Um, feelings are personal. You're fully and wholly. It's like people at the moment, the whole woke movement. Oh, you offended my feelings. You know, it's your fault that I feel like this. It's like, no, fuck off. It's like feelings are personal. It's your responsibility how you're choosing to feel. Nobody else. If you're offended by someone's truth or creative expression or whatever, go somewhere else. Remove yourself. You know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. You know what's come up um, like this past year is, when I've had you know kind of fallings out with my family on that is I've tried to sort of go hey let's talk about this like I know you said you know it's like oh this has been triggered or um you know you're feeling this way it's like good let's get this out in the open it's not about having a confrontation or wanting to argue this is about working through something so let's get all our guts out on the table let's talk about it how do we feel and then we can work through it and accept it and sort of come out the other side but Most of the time people go, no. Yeah, I I was just going to say some people don't want to do that. And, I mean, I know like a few years ago, just very, very quickly, I was working over in China and one of my colleagues, we were sharing a hotel room together. And um, anyway, I could slowly feel over a period of a week, you know, she was starting to get very snappy and intense at me. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Anyway, came to her heads and we were in the hotel room one day and she just lost her shit with me, you know, and it was this vomit of you did this, you did that, you didn't wait for me, you did this and this. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I was like, you know, and I just sat down and I just held space and I held presence and I just listened to her, you know. I didn't, you know, def- try to defend or try to, you know, say she was wrong or how, you know, whatever. It was just I'm like, okay, she's obviously upset, she's hurting. Let's like you were just saying here, you know, it's like, let's just talk about this. Let's work through this, you know, and I remember by the end of it, I just listened to her rant and rave and I just said to her, I'm I'm sorry that you feel like that. You know, it wasn't my intention for you to, for me to hurt you or anything like that. I wasn't even aware of that, you know, and I'm sorry you're hurting. And then we spoke about it and resolved it. And, you know, we're still mates today sort of thing. Um, You know, it turned out she was just very tired and very sensitive and very on edge and anything that anyone said, you know. But I realised in that moment, I'm like, this is not my shit. This is her wanting to project and blame someone else for whatever's going on in her personal life. So I think it's to remind yourself not to take anything personally. And some people will come with you and work with you to heal and resolve. And other people, like you just said, will shut down and be like, fuck off, I'm not interested. Mm. You know? And it's like, well, you can yeah, do the best that you can. <laughs> some people will grow with you and go with you. And other people will just devolve and go somewhere else, you know? Mm. And you can't force and change that. And just... I think that's a beautiful example and takeaway. If you think about a takeaway for our, our listeners today is, you know, rather than trying to figure everything out all the time, and, and reading books is an amazing way to gain insight and shift our consciousness. Um, but, yeah, just to know that it's there, it's like, hang on, ego is all about separation. It's all about self. It's all about 
um, yeah, like you against them, as you were saying. Whereas when we can come from a place, a real spiritual place of unity and identifying we are all one at the end of the day, we're all a, 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 um, our, our true source and being, accepting that we are all at different levels and different stages. And the most important phrase I've ever come out of this is that's okay. It's like, you know, you see someone who's angry, that's okay. That's their journey. As long as it doesn't affect me, as long as it doesn't endanger me or my family, that's okay. That's your stuff to process. That's your journey. That's your stage. And I just, I'll just finish with one example. Um, someone's going through their, their, especially men. I have found this a lot with men. Well, there goes, it's women as well, but there's a lot more encouragement for women. So that, that's, that's what I think I need to say. Mm-hmm. Um, where where you're there for everybody and you, mm-hmm. you it's all about other people and it's like oh I've got to be there for my son I've got to be there for my dad I've got to be there for you know I've got to you've got to be the one holding the family together mm-hmm. and I had to step in and say mm, actually they're on their own journey all you can do is hold space and offer a limited amount of support but with this is about you this is about looking at you and like you said your own inner work um that's where we can really make the change and the significance in yourself, you know, because we're trying to deal with his own inner child healing and he's trying to be there for his dad. I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) we need to let go of that a little bit. You can be there for someone, but you can't Mm. take over their entire, be responsible for their entire life and their their suffering. You can't do that. It's it's identifying. And it sounds so contrary because it's like, it's saying we're on a separate journey, but we're all one. And it's like, oh, we're all like different expressions. It's like coffee, you know? There's like different types of coffee. You have different ways to have your coffee. You can have mocha, you can have this, you know, it's all coffee, but it's (laughs) different. Um, Do you have a a takeaway for our listeners on ego that they can kind of... Um, I think like a vision that Spirit gave me the other day, which was really interesting. It was like a pink ball of love and like a circle that was just filled with, you know, beautiful pink light. And then, but within that pink ball was like at the base of the ball was very dense, dark, gray, black, you know, heavy purples and pinks. And then it kind of thinned up then into a middle sort of section of the circle where it was a bit more light. And then right at the top, it was just like this beautiful white, soft pink. And the message that came through and then outside of the circle was this stream of love consciousness coming through. And it said, everything is love. Even like ego is just a denser vibration of love playing out in human physical form, you know? So it's just, um, it's all bandwidths of love consciousness just vibrating at different frequencies. So ego is that obviously at the very, like when you're identified with ego and playing in the realms of ego, it's just a very dense, heavy love frequency. And then as you awaken and, you know, grow and evolve in consciousness, then you reach those higher states of, you know, love and beauty and well-being, which is those higher, you know, lighter colours in the circle, so to speak. So the I think the thing is that at the end of the day, everything is love, all is love, everything's serving you, the good, the bad, the ugly, the in-between, um, it's all perfect. It's all there to serve and support you in your evolution and um, just love, bless and accept the one within you that <laughs> is what's known as ego, you know. And it's, um, yeah. it's and, and I think this is the, <clears throat> the classic um, when people go, oh, well, what about all the bad stuff that happens? You know, it's like, if there's a God, then why do we have paedophiles? You know, the, the classic question, it's, it's like this is a very hard one to get your head around, but I'm sure you'll agree with me, Ellen, that, when we connect with source, God, love, energy, and we ask the same question, because it really burdens heavy on us as well, 
is it is still divine and yeah. it's almost I'd like to I'd like to just this is a really good way because I'm a very visual learner right another way of thinking of things right and I'm really into sci-fi so this may help some fans out there right so imagine you've got the whole galaxy and cosmos and then you've got little tiny planet earth as just one planet which it is because we forget this in our daily lives we've got beautiful Jupiter and Venus and Saturn and all these amazing planets right that influence us and the moon and if you believe in extraterrestrials, this will be easy for you. Um, but the, the concept, if you can imagine that our souls and archangels and um, ascended masters, you know, we're all within the big cosmos and galaxy. And this is very tantric as well. That we elect and choose to, and Buddhist, um, to have an experience, a lifetime on planet Earth. And that actually this planet is one of, or it is, the hardest places to exist and it is the place to learn all of our lessons which is a combination of karmic from our past lives um you know everything that we kind of need to experience um and it may kind of help um you know i, I think in india they accept the stark contrast between wealthy and poor, you know, and we, we go, oh my God, it's terrible. You've got these terrible slums and people dying on the street. Like, this is terrible. You know, wealth should be equal, but it's something actually to do with our lineage and our lessons that we need to learn. Um, so when we are confronted with the really, really dark, yucky side of human beings, it's somehow part of the whole divine process everything is God, everything is love, just as you say, and that it's here for us to learn and here to show us that contrast between the light and the dark. Yeah. As well, just quickly on that note, the word that was also coming through around that is from Jesus, which is forgive them for they know not what they do. And yeah. when you are deeply in your ego and you're deeply in that unconsciousness and you see it with like people like, you know, the wars and the pedophiles and all of the rest of it, they're so disconnected from their inner source and from their love and God consciousness that they are completely unaware of actually what they're doing. Um, when you're when you're hurting, you hurt other people. When you are in that place of abuse, um, you're not only abusing yourself, you're abusing other people. And I think um, Jesus summed it up beautifully, forgive them for they know not what they do, because it's absolutely true. People that do incredible, horrific things to other people are completely fucking unconscious. <laughs> they are not awake yes. and aware at any level. Yes, I think that it, it helps. Like, I wish that was, like, the first thing I learned because I've really struggled with that. You know, you kind of go, well, if that's that, then what's that? And, you know, like, trying to suss out the world. Um, but, yeah, that that level of acceptance, it's a tough one. Yes. But that's the higher consciousness. So, and I was actually going to finish on um, because even just with this series of podcasts, Ellen and I have gone through such <laughs> huge transformation. Um, and I've actually... Um, resonating more with the sacred love queen boom um, which I'm loving it I'm, every, every time I say it, Ellen every time I say the, the sacred love queen it's like this big pink bubble it's like my hands come to my heart center and then this big pink, pink like bubblegum bubble comes up my hands rise up and I go boom like a flower it's fucking awesome and I'll say, say, you know, me and Ellen had a business orgasm because it literally was. It was like, da, 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 I'm the love queen. <laughs> um, we, I think we're still waiting, aren't we, for um, how you're going to come through, Miss Ellen? 
Oh, yeah, no, I'm, um, so yeah, I guess, I mean, I've obviously told you, but yeah, I sat um, ayahuasca last week and she's just completely turned me inside and out. So I'm actually currently in a state, in a consciousness where everything's completely dissolved, complete, no labels, no business, nothing. I'm just being. <laughs> so I'm literally being told this week by spirit to just rest and do absolutely nothing. And then the next part of what I need to know will come through at the right time to guide me on the next steps. But basically, yeah. So I guess for me, summary for years, you know, I've worked in business and with women and wealth creation and business creation. And literally I've been given guidance in the past week to let all of that go. Um, everything I've built, it's all dissolved and to move down the path of potentially working with men, helping them to heal their relationship to their feminine energy. So I'm just going with the flow <laughs> because at the moment I'm just like, what the fuck? Hey, I'm impressed you even got on. I'm impressed you were even conversing with me right now. <laughs> I thought you'd still be in a field going, uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's like, are you there, Ellen? No, I'm just meditating. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. and, and can I say as well, I, I, I really do feel that this whole awakening of the divine feminine the first part of the year is mm. that's what's being called to transfer onto the masculine because those guys need help um because yes. not only have you mentioned someone i think is it katrina ruth or someone else who's just really focusing on men now yeah. i've just seen there's another lady her name's sasha cobra she was she did a, um, i actually remembered her name um she did a netflix series that was on last year and it was all to do with tantra work and she has just come out to say that she's only hang on she actually worked with men, only men, right at the beginning of her career. And then oh, she's wow. done both. And now she's going back to just men again because she did an interview all about, um, uh, oh, it was a podcast I saw it on. And it was all mm -hmm. to do about working with men. So I think that is really, that is, it's not my calling, but it's definitely pulling a lot of practitioners that way. So I think yeah. you know, just celebrate yeah. and big congratulations. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, Anna. so... The reason I the reason I mentioned it is because I don't know if we're going to continue with the witch's tea party um, as a podcast or whether we're going to evolve that into something else. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was going to say watch this space because it's <laughs> just just on this podcast it's like who are we now? That's not even who we are. We yeah. are we witches? We are witches. There's yeah. a part of us are witches. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's an aspect of the divinity. I think it's like when you wake up and you realise, you know, you're an eternal, infinite, conscious being of unconditional love. It's like, you know, you're all of it, you know, and um, it's an ego, I think, likes to try and label things and, and put things into boxes so then other people can kind of, yeah, understand. But it's, it's yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think I love the saying, you know, it's like you make plans and God just laughs at them because you just never know. You think, yeah, yeah, this is it. You know, like I was like, yeah, that's yeah. it. I'm a Welsh shaman. I'm doing fucking money and business shit for the rest of my life. And yeah. then literally last week, God just fucking laughed at me and said, yeah, no, we're not doing this anymore. Oh, it's, it's like um, I see, I, so many women, I work with so many women and they were like, oh, I didn't think having a baby was going to be like this. I was going to have it at a different time and this and like, and it's like, yeah, that's the biggest life lesson. As soon as you get pregnant, it mm -hmm. just seems like, here you go, girlfriend, because <laughs> nothing is as it seems from then on, you know? <laughs> yep, that's it. I didn't even know my body could do this stuff. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> Anyways, well, look, if we don't continue, it has just been a blessing and an amazing um, – I've really, really enjoyed these chats. I just love it because yeah, yeah. my energy always increases after we've come on, and I've had a lot of clients and friends say how much they've helped them. Um, even oh, just lovely. get through a tough patch. So, 
Fantastic. And yeah, if we do come back, I think we'll 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 resurrect and reincarnate as something else. Um, <laughs> I'll try and jump on and put the notes on so people can find us. Um, Lovely. Yeah. All right, my darling. We'll have a gorgeous day. Thanks, Goddess. Um, I will see you. I'll see you, Ellen, in about ten minutes after I get a cup of tea and everybody else. <laughs> somewhere on the consciousness path yeah. um, what we do we'll, we'll put our contact details on so if you did want to reach out to us um ellen should i still put ellenserena.com or yeah yeah just put that yeah so put that for now um and then yeah because i'll probably end up setting up a redirect whatever the new whatever the new thing that god wants me to fucking create <laughs> <laughs> we are his pawns we just we just we just go with what he says she, oh, exactly. she, she. <laughs> awesome. Beautiful. Thanks, right. Goddess. So much love. You too. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.